0: You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. All right. Um, Last week, we had this discussion about sexual purity. If you were not in church last week, uh, the message is on SoundCloud. Uh, The way that message has been downloaded and listened to on SoundCloud you would think it is the recipe for rapture, but it's good stuff. I'm happy for us to, to listen to it again and trust in God that we would do the word. Next Sunday, uh, Pastor Godman is here teaching on, on how to prepare for marriage, so that should be good. Um, this is a no-pressure message. I'll tell you what I mean. This is not your auntie or your uncle, you know, the one who's always asking, Ah, ini, ah, this wedding was very nice, though. By God's grace, we'll who, who do your own soon in Jesus' name. Oh, I saw her. <laughs> this is your church you are going to. They don't have young men. You say you're a worker. Maybe you should join us know, so they can see you. That's another kind of message. So tell the person next to you, no pressure. Tell them, relax. Relax. But just tell them you're about to get married. <laughs> No pressure at all. No pressure at all. No pressure at all. Um, for those of you who don't know, my name is Idris. I'm a resident pastor here. It's a, it's a privilege to bring God's word to us. <laughs> Scripture says in Ephesians chapter 5, um, talking about, and Paul is talking about, you know, um, marriage, and he's talking about the church. Verse 25, he says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. We talked through, I think, part of this two weeks ago, and explained to us that love that God uses as the standard for marriage is not the one we see on Instagram. He says, if you, not if, this is the standard. And so, I, I normally chuckle when people argue about who's the head of the home I'm like guys this is what you are called to he says he gave himself for her he did not give her a ring he didn't give her a Porsche that is good but he gave himself he, he took what was his and gave to the church his authority his name His place, the Bible says, he that knew no sin became sin for us. The Bible says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ towards us, that though he was rich, he became poor for our sakes. No pressure, guys, no pressure at all. That he may sanctify her, verse 26, and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. And so if you're not ready to die for a woman, in quotes, yet, you should perhaps leave her alone for the other guy. She is not a trophy. Okay, You're willing to, this is your beautiful life, this is your beautiful degree, your beautiful anointing and calling, invest it to making sure she becomes the best that she can be. That he may present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she should be holy and without blemish, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies, that he, he who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever loved hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh and of his bones. 31. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of us, or each one of you, in particular, so love his wife as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Because what happens is, people like me, in, with different people in, in churches, there are people who cannot wait to get married. They, they're like man I just want to get married there's some people who have sworn that they will not get married okay some people are in between right some people have retired from trying for now they've taken a break like a and and today we just want to say look what is the case for marriage what what is because there's a scripture we will End on is Mark 11, 24. Jesus says that whatsoever things you desire, it says when you pray. And and so we're going to we're going to be checking what desire are we carrying concerning marriage. Let me ask the person next to you, Chief, when are you married? <laughs> No pressure, just as is suspend the inquiry now, Caleb. You're writing notes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. uh Josh, when are you getting married? February? There's nothing like very soon. We want a month. God designed marriage. It's not, not the invention of a man. Not the invention of a man. <sighs> we know that there are lots of challenges and failures in marriage today. A lot of us have seen, um, have seen all sorts of unpleasant models and experiences. Um. I have one friend and his wife. And, you know, they say to us, or he used to say, I don't know, maybe now they've, they've changed them, but they say, oh, since we got married, we have never quarreled before. But he, he tells the truth a lot of times. So I just look at them like, okay, you don't know what you're missing, you know. <laughs> but it's, that's, that's an exception. And they're very, they're very uh, chilled people, himself and his wife. Very chill. I don't think he quarrels with anybody. But most of us are not like that. Most of our parents were not like that. I, I would ask, I mean, I, I don't want to do it, but I'm sure people who saw their parents' home and say, look, I want my house, to, my home to be like this. If I say raise your hand, I'm not sure it's a large number. But some of you saw your parents' fights. I'm not talking about this one we are doing on Twitter nowadays. No. Real fight. When God calls, he provides the resources to do. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says, he who has called you is faithful and he will do it. The fact that other people have failed or have had bad experiences does not mean that you will have a bad experience. I thought someone would say an amen. Because other parts of your life, when you think about your career, there are people who have made a shipwreck of their career. Yeah, Ended up broke, disgraced, whatever it was. As you plan your career, you don't say, ah, my career might end up like that. No. You trust God for the very best. And you are not your father. I must say that to a gentleman in service today. You are not your father. You are not your brothers. Someone says, but Idris, I have three older ones. They've all gotten married. Those houses are on the rocks now. As in, everything is coming apart. But you are not your brothers. Jeremiah 31, I think it's verse 29. He says, no longer shall the children's teeth be set on edge because their fathers have eaten sour grapes? Because yes, you saw it modeled before you, and so the likelihood is that you've picked up some things from there. You know the way your father used to shout at your mother? You did not like it, but you received training. And so that training, for some of you, is just indwelling and waiting for expression. And so the day she does the thing you saw your mom do to your dad, ah ah, Femi, why did you scatter the bed like this? The only model for the training you got, says, the lion of the tribe of the house stands up and says, How dare you? And then you start to shout. But you are not your father. In fact, Job 22, 29 it says, When they shall say, I think it's in NIV. He says, when men shall say that there is a casting down, we declare that there is a lifting up. We're not unaware of the conflict that exists on the earth today. In our text in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul speaks about how the church and Jesus, that relationship between the church and Jesus is mirrored in the marriage union. And so that every time you see a marriage, every time you see a home, you should get a sense, you should get a a recollection of the work of redemption and recreation. You should, something about a Christian home should remind you of the faithfulness of God. Some, you know, when you're watching this, you know, uh, this nice romantic movies, you see that nice one? There's one, Caleb, you've seen that one. You've seen it. <laughs> the one about the Indian, the Asian girl. Yes. And when someone is then coming out of, I don't know, there's water on the floor, the girl, isn't your heart just beating? And all the guys are crying and trying to hide the tears. Oh, there's something in my eye, you know? I, I, I teared up a bit. I didn't cry. But there is something about marriage that should remind us of God. And this is not just your romantic pastor speaking on a Sunday. This is what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5. In fact, our wedding parties should actually be reminders of the wedding feast of the Lamb. Revelation chapter 19, verse 7 to 9, he speaks about... <laughs> It says, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. So there is such a thing. So Jesus has a bride. He's coming back for his bride. And and so marriage is, it should be prophetic in itself. And marriage is powerful. It's powerful. So Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 32, the Amplified Version says, this mystery of two becoming one is great, but I am speaking with reference to the relationship of Christ and the church. Yeah. Someone says, but Idris, look, I have done a lot of bad things in this life. Some of my ex-girlfriends or ex-boyfriends even cost me. He said, this seed you have sown. You broke up with me one day to Valentine's. You will never find a wife in this world. And then she spoke in tongues or something. (laughs) And then after that, every weekend you see her profile on the mountain at so prayer conference. (laughs) I say you tell me I'm gonna have I'm going to marry and have a successful home. Who God calls, he empowers. There is grace. Says it will cause all grace to abound towards you that you have in sufficiency in all things and at all times that you may abound unto every good work tell the person next to you God has you planned out God has you planned out there is no cost on or in your lineage that is bigger than the nature of God that you carry None. But someone says, look, Idris, I think I can do life by myself. I think I can do life by myself. And I cannot argue with that. But there is proof in life, and Scripture speaks about it, that we actually go faster together. The principle of synergy. In in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18, the Bible says, and the Lord said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And this is interesting because as the marriage relationship and society evolves, we are then making, and, and we're trying to explain to people how that like, it's okay for them to be on their own. And you should be fine by yourself. That is not an argument. So if you are single, you should be happy. You should be happy. If you are not happy when you are single, I cannot guarantee you that you will be happy when you are married. If anything, you might just reduce the happiness of the person that you are getting married to. But he says, Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 19, you read the Amplified, he says, two are better than one because they have a more satisfying return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But what to him who is alone when he falls and does not have another to lift him up? Again, if two lie down together, then they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And though one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. In Genesis chapter 2, God says, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helpmate. I I know when I counsel couples uh, intending to get married, one of the things I used to say to them was, look, who is the helpmate? I can see all the feminists just shaking their head. Here I speak. Let's hear you. (laughs) Who is the helpmate in the marriage? (laughs) Men. And and this is what I understand from scripture. And I've seen that that this theology that the woman is just meant to help the man. And that's all she's made for it's not the complete truth because the standard because we can argue here whether God was talking to both of them or just one but in the text that we read in Ephesians chapter 5 when God begins to speak to the man he says lay down your life for her that is a taught, it's not even just about help it's service what else cooking washing I laid down, Caleb, your life for her. He means to live for her. So I said to guys, I said, I don't understand why you think that your wife's destiny is inferior in any sense to yours. There's no no such suggestion in Scripture. When when we stand before God in Heaven, there's no separate cue for men and for women. <sighs> um I was reading preparing for this a study in America and says that they say most American adults are considered to be lonely. In fact, what was surprising was they say generation Z, so people who were between the ages of eighteen and twenty two that group is the loneliest generation in America. They say, I mean, one of the paragraphs in the study is reading say people who engage in frequent, meaningful, in-person interactions have much lower loneliness scores and report better health than those who rarely interact with others face to face. And so God places in marriage an opportunity for us to join forces with somebody else. And so you are fine by yourself. I mean, you look good by yourself. And the truth is that some single people are more at peace than married people. Because if you are single, you can decide that I'm, I'm going to lock myself up and nobody's going to trouble me. You can, but if you are married... When you wake up in the morning, you turn to the other side. The person is right beside you. No makeup, no wig. <laughs> <laughs> because when you go on a date with her, she's going to be all made up. Wig, all looking, fly, everything. All, she's even brushed, everything. When you wake up in the morning, Marriage is meant to be an opportunity to upscale potential. It's an opportunity for synergy. It says two are better than one. And we're bringing this message today because there is a subtle lie that has been sold to our generation that marriage is bad, is disastrous, it's no longer desirable. But don't forget what I said earlier, that the more the devil attacks marriage, he takes away from that reflection of the relationship between Christ and his bride. He takes away from your ability to do things together faster. Um, I always tell people that uh, myself and Noggo have been married a couple of years now, and I know for a fact that the things that we have achieved together um, we have done them faster than if we could or if we, were to, if we were by ourselves. I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. Let me tell the person next to you, God has you planned. God has you planned. God has you planned. Uh, marriage is. A, I remember my pastor saying this years ago, that marriage is a school of character development. Because when, again, talking about Jesus and his bride... It says there is a work that is ongoing in the life of the bride. Married people will tell you that marriage presents one of the best opportunities to figure out whether you have the fruits of the Spirit or not. You think you are patient? <laughs> because you are just in the choir you are patient. What are you think of Even this morning, I still had a wife explaining to me about her husband. Mature Christian. When you enter marriage, you know that you've been in primary school. (laughs) But there are certain things that marriage exposes you to. Because it's okay. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. There's none of the fruit, there are very few of the fruits of the Spirit, if any at all, that are developed in isolation. And you know, with your friends, When they annoy you, you block them for a season, or you just avoid them. If I annoy you, she doesn't have to see me. When she sees me coming through this girl, she goes through the other door. Someone says, what if I make the wrong choice? Another person says, what if I cannot find the person of my choice? What if I am not considered to be husband or wife material? I believe that if you are a child of God, you are marriage material. Let me tell the person next to you, tell them you are marriage material. Uh, That person did not hear. Look for the person on the other side who is a a believing Christian. Tell them you are marriage material. If it's a guy, tell him you are going to make a great husband. You're going to make a great wife. No, no. Please tell the person. Tell the person. Nobody, because someone might have not heard it before. Yeah, chief. Play the keyboard. Who are you looking at at the back? <laughs> it's like where's my girlfriend? Who's telling her words? Focus, man. Because those of us who carry the nature of God within us must realize that it predisposes us to be good people. You, so and. You know, <laughs> the, your attractiveness, your ability to attract people to you, we, I think we've let culture tell us who is attractive or not. Abby, we we have. For some of us, and the thing moves, sometimes they say, um, guys, who is uh, Should I do this one like this? <laughs> no, no, I guess I have to be careful. You know, it's Sunday. If I go like that, okay, let's say, is canal. Okay, let's go back. <laughs> but no, because sometimes they say, oh, it's, it's uh, Covey people. Abi? Speak out, Caleb, I can't hear you. <laughs> You're you are muttering something to me. Because every generation, when my, when my parents, I, and you can ask your fathers when you get home, they liked big women. At least in Benin. I am not joking, I am serious. So people used to eat, 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 eat. It's big. What? I'm not joking. When, when the woman is preparing to be married in some cultures, they will go and hide her somewhere. Feed. In the face of a fattening room. Feed her. Feed her. Have you eaten this morning? How many times? Three. Ah, you have one more. And then, as time went on, they started showing us on TV. Ah, hey, hey, no, that one is no longer fashionable. Slim, slim, slim. I. Rolly, won't you eat? No, no, pastor, I'm fasting. You're not fasting. <laughs> you're just slimming, slimming. You want to be like in that picture. And then they say, ah, okay, but you are slim, but you must be busty. Ah. <laughs> then you, hmm, hmm. <laughs> you must be busty. That's what the men are looking for. Josh, is that what you're looking for? That's what the men are looking for. are busty, okay. How, how do you do that one now? Uh, you can do um, surgery, what else? Implants, wear a bigger bra, do some push-ups, something. Okay, when you hear, oh, no, 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 they've left that one, they're looking for this. Oh, for the guys, oh, the women just like beards, when you put methylated spirits. <laughs> kerosene, Vaseline, anointed oil. <laughs> They're looking for a guy that's driving G-Wagon. G-Wagon. The whole G-Wagon. said The whole car. G-Wagon. <sighs> you now stress yourself. You steal money. Do it for one night. Driving G-Wagon. You're hungry. You can't have money for food. You can't pay your rent. G-Wagon. Where are the girls? But your, that which pulls people to you and keeps them, Right? It's what you are carrying on the inside. It's who you really are. When you carry the Spirit of God within you, I believe, I believe, that he would lead you to choose rights. I know for a fact that there are people who try to marry other people under false pretenses. I've heard stories. But by the leading of the Holy Spirit in the multitude of safe counsel, you will choose right. Yeah, you will choose right. Because anybody who hides key facts about their lives as they want to marry you is a deceiver. And when you pray, that's why I tell people, pray in the Spirit. Ah, They will confess by themselves. I'm telling you, So attractiveness is not all about being sexy. I haven't gotten to the end yet. Looking through the Bible, I cannot find the word sexy in here. That girl has found it. (laughs) Because there's too much pressure on our generation to try and be sexy. Because if a guy comes to you and says, and all he can tell you is, I like how you look. I like He told you the first, God bless you, lovely compliment. But I really like how you look. I like how you look. I like how you look. I like how you look. If that's all that he can say, there's a challenge. There's a challenge. We'll make good choices because as we spend time with God, one of the things he will do for us is to put a sense within us for that which fits us. Apostle Paul would write in the book of Acts we wanted to go and preach in this place. He says the Spirit of God which stood us. He refused for us to go and preach there. We wanted to enter another city, so he said no. And so the Holy Spirit will put impressions in your hearts. So Josh will come and speak to you, singing sweet songs, playing the keyboard. You, you like this one, but the Holy Spirit will say, no, not this one. He's a nice guy, but not this one. Not this one. Samuel will come. Dreadlocks, artist, everything, fancy. You're almost liking him. but The Spirit of God will tell you, not this one. But you know, apart from the choice that you would make, you will then have to build your home on Christian principles. And I, I need to say this for someone here because making the right choice is very important. Building your house on the principles of the word of God is even more important. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 3 to 4. I already it amplified. It says, "True, skillful and godly wisdom, a house, a life, a home, a family is built, and by understanding, it is established on a sound and good foundation, and by knowledge, its rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. I was explaining, we were teaching a Wednesday service, three Wednesdays, and I said, marriage is a choice. Marriage is a choice. Because that's why when when, when they stand before you and say, Follaby, do you? And then they ask the lady also, Chidima, do you accept Follaby as ex-wife? You say, I do. I do. So you can marry Queen Elizabeth's granddaughter in the royal palace. You can have T.D. Jakes come and preach the sermon. You can have Ed Sharon singing. Get your wedding Gown from Vera Wang and still have a disastrous marriage. And people have done it before. What if my spouse spec does not exist, PI? Why? Because you guys all have your specs. For those of you who have just come to Lagos, specs is specifications. Because we're just like specs. What are specs? Specs. Because watch the person you like, the kind of person that you like exists. Not just the kind of person that you like, but the kind of person that is that fits you. Because sometimes you like what is not meant for you. It's true. It's, it is true. It is. Some of you you have experience. Ah, this hot boy, he's fair, he's fair, he's fair. All the fair boys have broken your heart. Is it not a signal for wisdom? (laughs) I like girls with long legs, long legs, long legs. They go away faster, my brother. (laughs) Grace will cause all things at all times, to abound towards you. One day the prophet stands before God and says, I'm the only one that is serving you. God says, I don't know what database you're looking into. He says, but there are 7,000 people who have not bowed down. I was telling some ladies the other day that when it comes to marriage choice, all this, ah, scarcity. There are no men in Lagos. There are no God-fearing men in Lagos. Why are you confessing what you don't want? I, I truly believe there are God-fearing men in Lagos. Tongue-talking, okay? Fearing people who, will, people who will take care of you, your children, your grandmother, your mother. There are plenty in Lagos. Uh, guys, say amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you You have to deal with that scarcity mentality. You said, there are no God-fearing girls in Lagos anymore, P.I. They've all joined bad gang. It is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. In fact, I, I had a delegation after last week's message. A delegation from the Sweet Boys Association. <laughs> Led by A.G. They the sun turned into my office. P.I., you were just hitting all the men. Eh? It's not us, they're always chasing the girls for sex. Eh? I said, Eh. <laughs> I won't tell all the details of the company. But by the time we left, they left, they agreed with me. But but I think, uh, ladies, you have to watch out for men in life. Point. I'm not. Jo- I'm being serious. They've changed their mind. Even Peck. You might not get until what did it? Even Peck. They've changed their mind. though. <laughs> They've changed their mind. All the men in agreement say aye. aye. Follow me, I didn't hear your voice. <laughs> you have to deal with this scarcity. Why, why do you think your father in heaven will be so wicked that he would hide your spouse in a far place, unknown to you, unseen to you, far? God would just design your spouse and hide the person. God just wants to see you weeping and worried in life, no. I just want, that's how God rules. He just wants to make sure. Because someone said to me once, he said, "Oh, I don't know if this kind of person X Y Z exists." I said, "For that to be true, what else has to be true?" The other thing that has to be true is that God did not plan your life. That when God said, "I know the thoughts I have towards you, Follaby, that He did not. He forgot about your wife. That has to be true if your spouse doesn't exist. When people do valuation of companies, ask the people who do corporate finance, you need to be able to project. So they take even an idea that is just starting, a business that has just been running for a couple of years, and they begin to project next year, 20 years. And then they begin to seek to see how valuable that entity is in the present based on the projections they can make about in the future. The challenge for too many people is that they refuse to project. So they look at the guy. Caleb only has one car. Ah. Where is he living himself? Aja? Ah. Traffic. Has he been going on vacation? Vacation? No. Ah, hey. Tell the person next to you your spouse exists. And if they are married, don't tell them that. Someone needs to forget the one that got away. Because Kendi left in year three. She married now. Because some people would sell you this lie that there's this soul mates, And then once you miss it, you've missed your life. No marriage again. You know that girl? Every time, Pierre, every time we just looked into her eyes, we would just be hearing music. When she touched me, it was like an angel's feather. She, I would just say, I, she was completing my sentences, PI. Say What didn't happen? Say Kelvin. Kelvin came. <laughs> and, and he took her. He had more money. And before I knew what was happening, they had invited. I saw Ivy. She has gone. I believe that soulmates, if there's even such a term, are made. They're not found. I don't think. Because you have to be careful. This concept that the love of your life has left. Because sometimes you love someone so much, I can never love anyone like this. Three months later, you you don't even have their number, and you've deleted everything, and you've moved on. And and I feel that for someone, God is calling you into a season of prayer, because what it is, is just a lack of recognition. A, A couple of weeks ago, as we taught, I kept on saying how Some people were one thought away from their spouse. One thought away from their spouse. Some of you, you've even sat beside your spouse, your husband before. (laughs) People are now looking around. Who am I sitting by? (laughs) Check who did I sit beside next week? But I'm serious. I am serious. There are guys who are one word away from their wife. One word. Hello. That's all. That's all. This Tell your neighbor, this thing is not hard. It's not hard. It's not that hard. It's not hard. Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 11. And God, I feel God is trying to jack somebody up and say, This lack of desire, he said, That's not from me. It's not. It's not from God. Isaiah 4, the 11 says, Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel from a far country. He says, Indeed, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have proposed it. I will also do it. That even if your husband or wife is in China, planes come from there every day. They will receive divine summons. Singapore, it doesn't matter where they are. Someone else says, P.I., what if I haven't, I don't seem to have enough money yet, and I haven't hammered. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 11.4, Amplified, it says, He who watches the wind, waiting for all conditions to be perfect, will not sow seed, and he who looks at the cloud will not reap a harvest. A great marriage does not require a fancy wedding a great marriage does not require a fancy wedding. I was thinking yesterday, how much do you need to have a fun, a proper marriage, a wedding? H- how much? How much? Because this, I think that's the answer. The money I hear us spending for weddings in this city, yes, is, is frightening. How much is a wedding budget? People tell me. What? He's going say 15, 15 what? 15, no. <laughs> how much? No, no, no. Um, what are the people that are? Are you, what are you, checking? Are you, are you checking research? i like, maybe you will know how much is wedding budget now Lagos. Come on, short. tell me. Sorry? 15 million? 5 million? What else from this side? How much? Choir, how much will we spend on wedding? How much are people spending? 15 million. Okay. That money can buy a whole village. Of but, but guys, guys, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. If you have you and your. Some guys are just upset. 15 million for what? 15 million. <laughs> because that is why some guys are not married. But if you, if you and your family have that money, spend it, have fun, have a ball if you do not have 15 million, you can get married. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, see, eh? I, was think, I, I was thinking to myself, how much do we need to get married? So, don't, don't, don't shoot me. I did think, and this is not scripture, but I did think that if you had 250,000 naira, wait, eh, wait, but you could have a good wedding. I thought so. Wait, I thought so. Because it's when you want to invite a thousand people. It's when you want DJ Obi to DJ at your wedding. You want um, Tiwa Sabe to sing on the side as King Sonia Day is playing outside. (laughs) You want to do the wedding in this hall, the party in the other hall, that's when you need $15 naira. I remember long ago, Bishop Oedipa said, Two things that oh, three things are necessary. You, the person getting married, the pastor. Witness, wedding. And trust me, if you are creative about it, eh, you will be surprised what you can do with little money. I'm not joking, I'm serious. Tell the person next to you, it's not all about money. It's not, it's not all about money. When I got when I got married to ago when we moved into our flat, we only had, it was a three-bedroom flat, there was only one room that had furniture in it. And go and ask a lot of the married people, they will tell you the same thing. One room. And that one room, we had one bed. It's only bed we needed. That's all. Because I, I want to move into a Park View. Let me tell the guy next to you wake up, wake up. Because there are things God wants to do in your life that are bigger and better than your wedding ceremony, sir. I'm telling you, there are things he because I can't I keep on saying to the guys, you are richer than we were when we got married. <sighs> We dealt with this last week. I just touch it briefly and I go, P.I., I I can have sex outside of marriage. Maybe you were not here last week. But we agreed as a church that we're not doing that. Yes? Ah, No, church, they have to hear you. We agreed. Please tell the person next to you, we're not having sex outside of marriage. If If your girlfriend brought you here this Sunday, this is why she brought you here. She hoped that I would say it again. She didn't have the boldness to tell you last week. In fact, that message that we preach, we should just do it on CD. When you're going on your first date with the guy or the girl, you put it in. I'm telling you, the only safe sex that exists is in marriage. <laughs> the pastor said something yesterday at Hangout, and I'd written in my notes, because surprisingly, I suspect this is one of the reasons why some people are not eager to get married. Because as a single, you're already on the sexual diets of married people. So you don't have anything pushing you. In fact, my pastor was quite upset. You know, some of you single guys, you're having sex more than us married men. <laughs> Tell the person next to you, no longer. Uh, it's done. You would hear my voice. I'm telling you. You will hear my voice. I, I'm not calling any. You will hear. My, you will hear me speaking in tongues. But God has ordained that marriage is where sex happens. That's where you get a license for sex. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 9, in the Amplified, but if they do not have sufficient self-control, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. I mean, was it a Wednesday service or something. I was saying? Sometimes you just have to see how some of these guys in the choir hug people after service. When they hug the sister, even you will become. You you will feel for her. Ah, Maka. How was the message? <laughs> uh, tell the person next to you, Chief. <laughs> um, please marry. Instead of bonding. You know the irony? So, so, sex is not a sufficient reason to get married. But it's a good reason. It's not a sufficient... So you can't say, the only reason I'm getting married to her is because we want to have sex. Excuse me, sir. But it's a good reason. You, you might not have noticed it, but you get to an age where your body begins to behave in a particular way. Right, Josh? If people don't want to talk, let's close the message. But you get and that is begin to God begin to indicate to you that chief, you are ready. You are ready. Some of you that was 10 years ago. Some of you it was 15 years ago. Some of you it was 20 years ago. Mark eleven twenty four. 24 says, whatsoever things you desire. Don't let anybody, anything, kill your desire for marriage. It does not matter who left. It does not matter who said they were not doing again. It does not matter how old you are. Hmm. <laughs> Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and that you will have them. I, I, cause I, because the fact, <laughs> the fact that people have had issues, that if anything, should make you want to prepare better. So when people ask you, are you getting married? Tell them, of course I'm getting married. I am planning to. And I know we live in Nigeria where people put us under all sorts of unimaginable pressure. When those aunties come, when they ask you, ah, when are you getting married, just tell them, until I'm taking my time, I want my marriage to be better than yours, so I'm just looking for, you you stay from a far distance. Okay? Until I look at your marriage, with Uncle, I want my marriage to be as good as yours or better. So I'm waiting for the right guy. They will now chill. They won't ask you for about six months. But you yourself must have a desire. You're a guy, you're 27, you have not asked anyone out on date in months. Why? What Bible study are you doing? <laughs> How busy are you? I'm going to close by saying this for our ladies. And I have to say carefully, because this whole thinking, I've heard it said, oh, he will find a good thing, find, he will find a wife, finds a good thing. It's the man that does the finding. So you just chill and be praying in spirit. Just chill. Pray in the spirit. I don't say that the women should start chasing men. No. If God gives you boldness and opportunity, go for it. Find a brother that you like. You do as occasion serves you. But to be available to be found. Because sometimes you're looking for someone, you look for something, you look, you can't find it. You just say, ah. Let me wear this shirt that I can find. I think that there is a small risk that some people, some women hide themselves too much. In fact, you're not where you can be found. You need to go out. Oh. Ah, you need to go out. Go to the gym. See me, I'm married 14 years. This is what I'm saying is not I'm saying it for us. Go to the gym. When you've been running the treadmill singing gospel songs, sweat is coming out of your face. <laughs> you're on fire. Go to TGIF. Go to cinema. This club one I'm not sure. Club. Because people are typically drunk. They can't see properly. go to a wedding. I don't understand this brand of Christianity that is antisocial. So I'm asking some of our lady sisters, when did you go out last? <laughs> it is well, PI. It is not well. <laughs> Tell the person next to you, go out this week. Even when we say we are doing prayer meeting, you won't come. You need to leave your house. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Um, I, I, want, I want, what do I want the guys to do? I want you to imagine yourself on your wedding morning, guys. Not ladies, just guys. Ladies, Think of your suits. Samuel, just think of your suit. If a Samuel wore a suit to somebody else's wedding two weekends ago, and I asked him, if you wear this suit to somebody's wedding, what would you wear to your wedding? Because <laughs> it was really nice. But guys, think of your suit. Josh, stop this when you're playing the keyboard. Relax. <laughs> calm, no, calm down. Relax. Good. Guys, think of your wedding. In fact, guys, close your eyes. <laughs> Since you can close your eyes think of your wedding day guys cooperate with the holy spirit you're not you're not in this service by mistake now i don't want you to picture any a particular lady but can you hear the music already C- can you see the joy family gathering nice cars pulling up can you smell the food if the ladies will join the guys by closing their eyes, and please just humor me, humor your pastor this Sunday morning. And would you, in the presence of God, would you think about your wedding day, dear lady? I, I, I don't, it doesn't matter how old you are, just think of your wedding day. Think of your gown. Think of your gown. It, it can be white whatever color, think of the music. can you hear Pi's voice as he starts the service I like you to pray in the spirit over that dream, over that vision if you pray in spirit just pray in the spirit over that if you're married already just pray along with us this morning. I like you to pray in the spirit guys i like you to pray in the spirit. Paul says "He is faithful who has called you and he will do it. Isaiah 46 is calling a bird of prey from the east. The man who executes my counsel from a far country. Indeed, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have proposed it. I Will also do it. It says true wisdom. A house is built by understanding established by knowledge. It is room is filled with good and precious promise. I like you to pray in the spirit. The Bible says the blessing of God makes rich and adds no sorrow. As you pray in the spirit, I'd like you to begin to declare that my wedding day will be great, my marriage will be fantastic. The Bible says in the book of James that every good and perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of heavenly light in whom there is no variable neither is there a shadow of turning. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I'd like you to pray in the spirit. It says, with men there are things that are impossible. It says, but with God all things are possible. You will choose well. The Bible says for as many as led by the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost will not go on vacation when it comes to you and this matter. I like you to pray in the Spirit. I like you to pray in the Spirit. It, you might go a different path. You might be on a different timetable. But you will. You will come into the promise of God concerning you. He says, do not be slothful. He says, but be followers of those who through faith and patience inherit their promises. I'm asking the church to express some of their faith in God concerning marriage this morning. Mahara bragadash. Keliba follow me kama si I like you to pray. I like you, In fact, I like you to hold the hands of the person on your left and on your right. And I'd like us to release a corporate anointing. Lebanda magadosh kalibaranda magadosh. It says, one shall chase a thousand, two shall chase ten thousand. Ebanga rabadosh. It says two are better than one. Come on, church. Eh, Magadash. Because they cannot bully us to the point where we cannot talk about our desire for marriage. They cannot harass us to the point where we are ashamed to say, I want to get married. Ah, you enibandish. Wudjukarande makalaba. I don't know about you, but there's someone here trusting God for a miracle. So can we pray? Can we pray for the mercy and the grace of God? Eh, makarabragadash your friends have said all sorts of things, your parents have said all sorts of things you have said all sorts of things, the voices in your hearts have said all sorts of things but will you stand in the presence of God, child of God and ask him and ask him, ask him Would you pray another minute this morning? Would you begin to declare over that person that they will get married in God's calendar and according to God's will. They will not make a wrong choice. They will find and be found. Declare that they are filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and true spiritual understanding. Declare that their paths are ordered, their steps are ordered by God. Would you declare that the boundary lines of their lives have fallen upon pleasant places? Would you declare that in the midst of divine arrangements, divine coincidences happen on their behalf? I'm going to give you one minute to speak over your future home. I'm going to give you one minute to speak over your future home. The Bible says life and death are in the power of your tongue. For someone, your heart has not heard you describe the home that you want. So I'd like you to begin to declare over your future home. I don't want you to pray for someone else. I'd like you to pray over your own home. I'd like you to call your name. I'd like you to call your name and say, Rolly, this is the home that you will have. I'd like you to say, lare this is the home that you will have. This is the marriage that you will have. i like you to say, Josh, this is the home that you will have. Come on. My home is full of joy. My home is full of peace. It's full of integrity. It's full of fidelity is full of god's anointing hey kelebos hey kelebos it's time for someone to say hey kelebos i am not my father i am not my mother someone needs to begin to declare that my family my home my marriage will be better than that of my fathers It will be better than that of my uncles. It will be better than any marriage in Nigeria. Someone needs to open. Look, your neighbor cannot pray this prayer for you. Because it is not their home. Le Makare Follow me, you can take a break from singing and pray over your own home. Le Makare What if God will answer your prayers today? What if God will answer your prayers today? what if god will answer your prayers today la baranda macare breakage e calabarre braggada barre borosh, a maharaba sanda yagadosh a mandelibore breakage and the macaraba a kerebos a caraba sanda take another minute pull out some huge adjectives Speak over your home. It's full of peace and joy. Hey! It's a home that glorifies God. Hey! Someone needs to call the man from the Far East. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We summon spouses. We summon men. We summon women. We summon men of good character. God-fearing men. God-fearing women. The Bible says no good thing with He withhold from those who walk up proudly before him. I am not ashamed to ask God for what is mine. I am not ashamed to ask God for what is mine. I don't know about you, but you can you can think you I don't I am not ashamed to ask God for what is mine. Someone, why don't you even just go ahead and speak about your children? Eh? Just to let your fears know that you have gone ahead. Someone needs to say, Lord, I thank you for my two children. He says the paths, the steps of the righteous man are ordered by God.